Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I normally say that I'm at Fisher City Hall, but today I'm in what's called the Pavilion Building between City Hall and the Amphitheater Building. And uh, we are here to discuss uh, some very important uh, changes in the city staff. Uh, We have uh, a new staff member, and we're going to talk about that, Jake Reardon McSoley is here, and Mayor Scott Fadness is also here. So we have plenty to talk about. So, Jake, welcome. It's great to have you on one of my podcasts. Thanks so much for having me, Larry. And I want to start off just by this. Most people know you as the person uh, running the YMCA in Fishers. How many years did you do that? Yeah, I was with the, uh, the Fishers YMCA for 17 years. Uh, great experience the last seven as the executive director and uh, now that i guess i would ask you what uh, led you to want to make a career change and uh, come to the city of fishers well i've always held the city of fishers team in high regard and you know my family are longtime residents here kids go to the schools here Um, it's it's been an honor to serve the community in my previous role but timing's everything and uh, when conversations started happening about this potential new uh, position being developed with the city, it was an opportunity that I, I think for the uh, community and the residents here in Fishers, but certainly uh, for me individually to have an opportunity to to join the team. You know, Mayor, you've um, reorganized your staff many times since you become mayor, uh, and this is another example of that. And his title is uh, Director of Recreation and Wellness. So talk about First of all, your decision to create that position and how Jake became the, the person there. Well, it's really this pivot our city's making. We've worked really hard to create a um, strong and vibrant economy, uh, innovative economy. We've, we've focused on development. You know, the, the next chapter is really all about quality of life for our residents and improving the quality of life here, both from the physical environment, but also from the programmatic elements and social interactions. And so we're, we're making historic investments in, in just that. And I really wanted to bring someone in that could tie all of that together and really lead it and focus on that. We have great, I mean, we have great leadership in the health department. We have great leadership in the parks and recreation department. We have department heads all throughout that do great work, but I need someone every day focused on kind of the big vision of all of this. And, you know, I've known Jake for a long time. People don't know this, but the first time Jake and I met, uh, was he answered an ad to buy my girlfriend now wife's Jeep when we were when we both went I, I had just literally moved to Fisher's maybe months before that and I met Jake when he came to buy the Jeep and I think you just sold the Jeep didn't you Jake yeah I, I had uh, been in the market for a Jeep it was really difficult to find one and all of a sudden this was a long time ago, so I, I was talking to Scott. I don't remember if it was in the classifieds or something like that, but yeah. uh, I, I was shocked there was one available in my backyard here in Fishers, and made you know a call right away. And so I met Jake probably in 06 or 07, 
and I've known him ever since. And, and I just, I've, I've appreciated what he's done at the Y. Everyone who knows him has a very positive opinion about him. And I need someone in that role that can both help work internally to deliver and execute on these projects, but also kind of be the front person engaging with the community in all of these initiatives. And so uh, he really, I mean, has absolutely hit the ground running. I mean, there has not been a slow transition into your role by any means. So you just recently sold that Jeep? I, I did, yes. <laughs> so you've had it all. How many, year, well, how many years is that? Well, I'd have to do some math on that in my head. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to have to do a little math as well. So it was a 2003 Jeep. Um, I think I bought it in 2006. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so it had a it had a nice long run, and I would have loved to keep it even longer. But uh, it, you know, all all things have a season, and it was time to move on. <laughs> I think you got good use of it. That certainly is a compliment to the mayor. You know, you, yes. you bought a Jeep from it was actually then, my gro- it was all his girlfriend. So okay. yeah, it was my. But you were involved, you're somehow involved. <laughs> yeah, I got the right. impression. Yeah. To be yeah, to be clear, she had the cool car. She yeah, she did have the cool car. That's fair. Well, you always joke about your car, Mayor, so you've never my, been My a car car's guy. pretty tired, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the mayor just talked about all the things that are happening, and I was at a, a meeting of the uh, Finance Committee for the City Council last month, and your name came up, because Todd Zimmerman, a member of that committee, talked about the new community center that is being developed and planned at this, at this time. And he did say that having you around... Was a was a was a godsend because you had advice they never would have thought about in terms of what what you want and what you may really need in a facility like that with your experience at the Y. So obviously you've uh, hit the ground running. Yes, yeah, excited to be a part of that project and uh, certainly um, been um, an awesome opportunity to really look at how can we build something that will serve the needs of our community now and into the future to be a vibrant community building and strengthening. Um, facility that will really impact the culture of health here in Fishers. And I'm going to question for the mayor on that because uh, I know Elliot Holtgren, your deputy mayor, at that same meeting said that from the very beginning that what the community really wants in that community center and what's what the city is able to do budget-wise has never been quite aligned. More, that's not unusual. The public wants more yeah. than maybe the city can provide. But inflation has been a, another mm. ingredient in that. So how has that impacted the planning of that community center? Well, that's a great, great question. And really, Jake is probably better equipped at this point to talk specifics. But uh, we've had to make adjustments. We've had to select priorities and I think uh, Jake and Sarah and the entire team have done a good job of kind of honing in on getting the most value we possibly can for our residents and hopefully I'm hopeful in the next 90 days we can introduce a concept to the community I, I don't know Jake if that's premature but I think at least introduce kind of here's what we're thinking, here's what our vision is, and here's what the budget looks like. Don't you think? Absolutely. So how would you, I mean, from what you know now, Jake, uh, how how would you envision this new community center based on what we know now? So how would I describe it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I I think it's going to be a center that's going to serve a lot of families. I think it's going to be full of wow factors and vibrant opportunities for different groups of uh, residents to kind of come together, build relationships, make community happen in in lots of different circles. 
Um, there'll be health and wellness opportunities, aquatics opportunities, sports opportunities. Um, our health department will also be housed in this location. And I think there's a lot of natural synergy there um, to serve our community even bigger ways. I think it's important too, Larry, to note that's just one of a series of historic investments. You know, uh, Jake and the Parks Department and DPW right now are, uh, I wouldn't say wrestling, but honing in on Geist Waterfront Park. Mm -hmm. You know, the aquatic management of that beach is not an insignificant undertaking. Um, I think when it's up and running, you could see hundreds of people out on that beach every day. Well, how do we ensure that that's a safe and fun environment for everyone as they go out there? So we're just, you know, by next spring, Jake and Sarah and the entire team, they've got to have an operational model that ensures safety and a quality experience for everyone that's going to go and uh, enjoy what I think is going to be a world-class uh, facility. Uh, we, we were rewarded, or I shouldn't say rewarded, but awarded a grant funding to build a park at 96 in Allisonville. We haven't even started kicking off the concept on that project. So there's just a lot going on in that space of culture of health and wellness that um, and recreation that we've we've got to execute on here in the next few years so jake have you been out to the construction site at uh, geist waterfront park i have what have you seen there it's exciting it's coming along uh, a lot of development um i think the beach is going to be an absolute uh gem for our community for residents and and really the the region um great opportunity to engage with a outstanding amenity you know in geist in our community and really kind of makes that an equitable opportunity for everyone. I know the mayor has said that uh, this has been a slow roll because you had so many uh, permissions you had to get, yeah. uh, certifications you had to receive being on a lake like that. Uh, are you still looking at next summer as uh, the yeah, open for I that? I think next spring you'll see a full opening of that park. And I think one thing that I geek out on, I know not a lot of people probably don't, but the engineering that had to go into and the construction that had to go into even uh, creating a beach that's safe and effective for people. I think, you know, that, that water there at, was 30 or 40 feet deep, and we had to create a, a beach that has a gentle slope that allows for young families to go enjoy it. I mean, a lot of that stuff people will just take for granted that it's there, but there was a significant amount of work and engineering that went into creating that park. And the great thing about that park, as we talked about when we first uh, decided to do it, it's a 50 to 100-year vision. So this is just phase one. There'll be other phases as that park continues to progress over the years to come. And one last thing about that uh, guys Waterfront Park. I mean, that is what something tied to that definitely is is the effort to bring about a conservancy district for the lake. Obviously, the future of the lake is, is very important for the city to have a major park there. Um, what are your views on where that stands right now? Well, you know, they've had some setbacks. Uh, they had they got the legislation changed, which was necessary in order to move forward. And then um, they had all the the um, petitions signed that they needed to go ahead and move forward. They had overwhelming support. And then uh, the, they had a court challenge that said, well, since you changed the legislation, since you got those signatures, you have to go back and get all new signatures. And so they've, they've been working on that. I don't know where that sits today, but obviously everyone that lives on that lake today enjoys that amenity 
And for the first time, as Jake put it, you know, for the first time, all Fishers residents will have access to that water and hopefully will realize how important that amenity is to our community. And that was really the desire behind the park was to allow any resident of Fishers to go enjoy an amenity that, frankly, up until now, unless you were a millionaire, you know, you had a hard time having the opportunity to put your foot, feet in the water. That was the last opportunity for a yeah, public absolutely. space on that lake, yeah. right? Yep. Because you, you look around that lake, those houses are it's not completely cheap. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's no. completely developed. I still see a few under construction, but they're yeah. shoehorning in a few and they're, more. They're but, not two hundred thousand dollar homes. No, they're not. No, they're not. I want to go to you, Jake, because if you look at your title, we've talked about the community center, the the, the waterfront park. Uh, when you look at your title as recreation and wellness, that takes in the parks department. We have a huge, well-regarded parks department. I mean, you survey people about the parks and fisheries, you get really high results. People think uh, highly of our parks department. But all these other things that are happening, explain how you look at your role in all this and, and how the city does business. Yeah, great question, Larry. So I think it's uh, more of an opportunity to be an extension of the mayor's office, a link to the parks department and, and even the health department in the future, and really kind of um, looking strategically more at a higher elevation for not just what's happening today and this weekend, but what opportunities there might be in three months, nine months, five years, and so forth and kind of aligning our resources correctly for that, um, making sure that we have the right culture internally uh, as we prepare for some exponential growth, uh, you know, on a lot of staff resources. Um. I think Jake put that exceptionally well. I mean, he is the bridge. So Sarah and her team are running 100 miles an hour trying to execute on a million things. Uh, same with Monica and the health department. And so they don't have the time to sit with City Hall in my office, my administration, and think about long-term, where are we going, what direction are we going, you know, what resources are we going to need to get there, and anticipate those things. And so now Jake has the opportunity to kind of, he has his feet in uh, one on each side of the more strategic conversation about where are we going, but then the tactical, operational, okay, we got to go get this done today, or do we have everything squared away? So um, I really do think it's a huge benefit for both my side of the house, the administrative side, but also the operational side to have a link back to City Hall. You know, uh, Jake, you've sort of touched on this. Uh, I could expand on it. Just how has your experience running a YMCA for 17 years transferred to the work you do today? I, I think there's a lot of parallels. Um, it's been great reconnecting relationships in my new role that I've already built, you know, in my previous role um, around the community and, and inside the city team as well. Um, I think there's a lot of skill sets as far as leadership, strategic planning, um, culture building, all those kinds of things. Um, looking forward to, you know, some of the opportunity to really kind of set the bar as a world-class, you know, uh, city and a model for other cities with all of this development that the mayor's mentioned and opportunities, historic investments um, that are on the horizon. So I, I do think there's quite a few parallels. There's also a learning curve, you know, coming into the government, but I'm trying my best to get up that as fast as possible. Really going from a nonprofit to a government isn't as big a leap as you might think. It's as a private sector to government, I think, when I did that many years ago, um, you know, I can see that that was much more. But, yes, there are still big differences there. I can see that. Mayor, I want to turn to something kind of related to what we're speaking of, but this is the time of year that you start working with your department heads on the next year's budget. And uh, 
I, you've touched on this a little bit already, but I'd like you to ask you about overall the entire city operation. How is inflation impacting your formulation of, of next year's budget here in this early stage? Well, uh, Deputy Mayor Hulkren's been heads down over the last 60 days working on the budget, talking to different departments. Um, obviously, it affects us like it does everybody, whether you're a homeowner and a family member or a business. You know, fuel prices are up. Uh, energy prices are up. Uh, all of those things are, are uh, a pressure that we see just to keep the lights on. So we're, we're accommodating for that. And then, frankly, we're cognizant of the fact of the men and women who work for us. You know, what does it mean to them? Uh, and the pressures that they feel financially. And so we're, we're evaluating all that. And then, the, you know, ultimately, we're responsible to the taxpayer. So, you know, what can we do to try to uh, alleviate or deal with the, the financial pressures that the average homeowner is feeling? So we're, we're, all of that is heavy on our minds as we try to put together our budget for this year. Fortunately, you know, as a city, we've, we've always been in a strong financial position. We've always been pretty conservative with our cash position. So... I feel really good about what we're going to be able to deliver to the residents for the 2023 budget. Um, it's just figuring out where all those priorities fit, and uh, I think we're well on our way to getting that done. Well, your uh, your large cash reserve stash was a big help when COVID hit. No question yes. about that. You were able to move very quickly, yeah. and the only reason you were is because you had more cash Correct. reserves than accounting principles or the state yeah. would require. Well, and in reality, I mean, we actually got every one of every almost every dollar of that back from mm -hmm. the federal government. So, um, you know, our cash position has never been stronger. It's actually the most we've ever had in terms of cash reserves. Uh, so we're, we're really in a pretty strong place, and I'm proud of the fact that we're in a strong place, and yet we still were able to deliver the level of service that we were to residents um, is a testament to the controller's office and to everybody else that really made sure we got every dollar back that we could. And Jake, uh, you've budgeted for a nonprofit at the Y every year. I'm sure that was – now you're getting into city budgeting. I'm sure that's a different experience. A little different, but actually a lot of parallels as well. You know, similar expense lines and, you know, revenue lines. And just kind of uh, working through that is, is a great opportunity for me to learn. Well, you've already talked about your responsibilities. I mean, you've got the, the, all these things we've discussed. The health department is even part of, of, of your purview. As you, uh, as somebody new coming in, looking at the operation from, from somewhere else, how would you evaluate what you've seen of the city operations? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I evaluated that prior to taking this role in a lot of ways. And um, I've, I've always been really impressed with the city of Fishers and the team and the, the speed and the agility, the vision, you know, of being smart, vibrant, and entrepreneurial. Um, and, and I think that coming on board, I, it's, uh, it's been awesome to join the team. A lot of things that I've been impressed with, a lot of great things going on. I think there's probably, you know, some things that I can bring to the table as well over the next six months or so as we make, you know, um, tweaks and adjustments for the future. Picked up some of the mayor's uh, slogans as well, I can <laughs> yeah. see. Not uh, the Diet Coke addiction, though. <laughs> so we're going to... I'm working on that. Oh, you've got one yourself. Now, you're yeah. a coffee guy, I assume. Well, right, this, this is water. I'm water? trying to hydrate oh. a little today. Well, good for you. We have water's good for you. That's I've what tried, I've heard. I've yeah. tried to cut yeah. back on my Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, my good. doctor has ordered me to do that. Uh -oh. it's, it's done wonders for me. So I drink a little of both. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, Mayor, every time I, I visit downtown here recently, the Nickel Plate Trail is so 
busy. I, I did a video uh, the day it opened, and of course, I ran across your family, yep. of all people. Uh, accidentally, didn't even know you were going to be there. But uh, I every time I'm downtown, I, I check that nickel plate trail, and I even worry a little bit. You know, I was coming down 131st Street today, and some of those crossings, I get... A, I think motorists have got to get used to the yes, fact that we've got these people coming across and you just have to slow down and watch for the bicycles and the, the pedestrians. But uh, overall, I mean, that must make you feel pretty good when you see the nickel plate trail as busy as it is. Yeah. I mean, anytime we do something and the residents respond positively to it, it it's affirming because it's why we're in the business we're in uh, is to tr- try to provide a level of service to our residents. So every day that I see lots of people out there enjoying that trail, I mean, it just allows us to feel like, okay, all that effort, the lawsuits, the, the campaigns, the, you know, everything we went through was, was worth it because I see families and people today. I, I don't know how many people I've seen on that trail. And then, you know, Larry, you were here at a time. I remember leaving this city hall multiple times early in my career. There was literally no one, like no one around here. And now you look out today and we're doing this interview. There's a mom with a stroller. There's four other people at this fountain. Every day there's probably 20, 30 people around this fountain. There's people hanging at the amphitheater. The trail's busy. I mean, it's just vibrant. And that was one of our goals was to create a level of vibrancy that really kind of screams community. Yeah, on a hot day, I was trying to check and see if some of your staff members were at the Splash Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Haven't seen one yet. Yeah, well, I'm glad we haven't seen them. <laughs> well, during their lunch break, yeah, you know. Right, nothing, right. Not, 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 well, we'll try to keep Ashley out of the Splash Pad. <laughs> yes, Ashley Elrod is with us. She's a director of PR. Um, I mean, as somebody who is uh, in charge of recreation and wellness, when you look at the trail, Jake, you've got to believe that's a big ingredient in, in what you do. Absolutely. It's a a huge needle mover for our whole community and for a culture of health and wellness that we're working towards with the city. Um, And and better things to come. There will be more developments, more improvements, more extensions. It's going to be great. And I think that, Larry, to to truly put kind of a a bow on on Jake's presence here, it's part of this belief that I have. um, I talked a little bit about this at my State of the City a couple years ago. You know, we as a state, our people are not doing well. Their, their health is poor, um, their educational attainment's not great, their mental well-being is not great, and nothing I've seen since that time has encouraged me to think that we've turned a corner. And so in that context, what we want to do here is put some real intentionality behind creating an environment where if you live here, if Fishers is your home, we've created the most hospitable environment possible for you and your family to reach their potential when it comes to the your well-being, you know, your physical and mental well-being and your social well-being. And that's really what I've asked Jake, and it's no small <laughs> task, but I've asked him to come on board with and be kind of the chief, chief architect of is that very endeavor. And, and it'll be an all-hands-on-deck. I mean, it'll be our entire organization that's going to have to pull that way but somebody has to lead point on it and be kind of obsessed about it every day. And that's ultimately what Jake's role is. Got one question on trails. And I've been getting some questions to some of my readers in my blog. Uh, on 131st Street, there's some, what's called a trail gap. It's been there for a while. And I know the city has been pursuing a grant to fill that gap on 131st Street. That I think it's just uh, to the east of Allisonville Road. 
somewhere along somewhere along that yeah. trail that trail there. And I know the city has been trying to get that funded. Are we any closer to getting that done? Either one of you know anything about that? I don't know off the top of my head. I thought that was part of one of our grants, but I'm not positive. Do you know? So it's in the process. Yeah, Ashley's so telling us. Doing yeah. Kind of cross- yeah, Ashley's off mic, but yeah. I'll say she's she's saying that that's a, so I, there is work being done on that. Is that part of the four and a half million dollar grant for the trailer? Is that's what I was trying to recall if it yeah. was, and I'm, I'm not certain about that. Okay, but if if it's not there, you're still working on it. Is it? It is not part of. It is not part of the four and a half million dollars, but you're still working on getting that grant. Okay, so that is something the city continues to pursue. Thank you. I just, because I have questions on it, yeah. I thought I would bring it up. And, and that is like phase two. You know, once we sure. built the backbone, the nickel plate trail, there's a large emphasis now of, okay, how do we ensure people can get to that backbone and, and utilize it safely? So those connections are important. Now that I have the mayor here, I got a couple of uh, newsy sure. type of questions. First of all, as I walked in here, I noticed that the migration of the city staff has already happened, but the migration of city equipment continues. People are hauling material out of there left and right, and we're still several days after you vacated the staff in City Hall. Uh, tell us, number one, what's going on with that, and secondly, how your staff is now situating uh, now that you've gone out of City Hall for about a two-year period. Yeah, I was given uh, one of our employees' grief as I was walking in here because he was hauling a fridge away, and he said he was stealing it from uh, my office, <laughs> my department, to to put into his department. But, uh, you know, the move has gone really well, and it's a testament to Jordan Alexander, who's really leading point for us on this and coordinating with all the departments. But IT, uh, the public works department, have done a great job. Our employees have been really wonderful about kind of the transition. So it's, I mean, everyone's affected. We've got people moving into Citizen Services building. We've got people uh, working from Launch Fishers, some over at First Internet Bank. We've kind of got them everywhere. And people have just, you know, really haven't interrupted their operational mode at all. They're continuing to work hard. And, you know, they're a great group. They're fluid and they're used to change. So uh, I, I think we'll settle in nicely pretty quickly. So you learned a little something during the COVID pandemic. Absolutely. I do think that prepared us well for this type of uh, move. And uh, one last thing I want to talk about, and this was announced just before we record here on August 5th. There's a, a large development coming in uh, near the Nickel Pay Trail, Play Trail on 116th Street. Never thought I'd see the day, having lived in Fisher since 1991, that we would have condos for sale for a million dollars. <laughs> Not all of them, but at least some of them will be in the 600000 to million dollar range. Never thought I would see a price tag like that, but these are definitely high-end condos for sale. So tell us about this development. Yeah, we're really excited. The Albahor family, who's owned that property for a long time, uh, was interested in redeveloping, and they partnered with uh, Tony Berkla, who's doing, doing some exciting projects in Carmel. And uh, they they uh, came to us with this vision, and it was just the minute I saw kind of the imagery of it, I thought, wow, this is really, truly extraordinary. But then I thought about it, and really, it's an extraordinary site. It's in the heart of downtown. It'll face our brand new City Hall and Art Center, and on one side, it'll parallel the Nickel Plate Trail and the Nickel Plate Hotel that'll break ground here shortly. And so I think that location uh, warrants kind of that caliber of development. And the other thing I really like about it is it creates a variety of housing. So we do have apartments in downtown Fishers. We have some single family homes and now we have for sale condos. So for each person, you know, they have a different uh, lifestyle, different 
um, desire to live in a different type of environment, and this will create yet another option for folks. And you know, Jake, you wonder if that development would be there if it weren't for the Nickel Play Trail. Absolutely not. Correct. Absolutely yeah. not. As no. Mayor, Mayor jumped yeah, in no, on that one. No. And as the yeah. person who's in charge of recreation and wellness, you know, that concentrating on that uh, brings other development. That's Absolutely. interesting. Jake, I want to just give you one last chance. Anything you would uh, like to add before we uh, wrap up the podcast? Well, I appreciate the time today, Larry, and uh, always good talking about our city, always good talking about all the exciting things on the horizon, and uh, really excited for all the uh, culture of health, quality of life opportunities that our residents are going to have um, in the near future. Well, I mean, I'm going to give you a chance to add something, but also incorporate in that the fact that you have uh, indicated that uh, just in the next few days after we record this podcast and maybe announced after some people listen to this, that uh, there's more on the way in development. Yeah, I think this uh, this month, this council meeting will be the most exciting and probably most dynamic uh, council meeting in terms of an agenda for economic development that I have ever been a part of. We're uh, we'll have a series of announcements kicked off today by this condo project, but uh, several more to come, uh, probably next week mainly, uh, that will equate to about three-quarters of a billion dollars of new investment in the city of Fishers. And, um, and some of the projects, are just, they're just downright cool. Uh, so uh, more to come uh, next week. I'm excited to, to share that story uh, with our community. And, uh, and uh, so buckle up. More to come. Downright cool is a nice quote, and we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave the podcast at that. Uh, Mayor Scott Fadness, Jake reardon Bixoli, thanks so much for your time. A real pleasure to talk to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase, Podcasts by Larry Lannon, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Be kind.